we've started in Philippians. Last week I started in the book of Philippians, and what we discovered is that the whole book is just this incredible, Paul is writing to this church, and he's incredibly joyful. Uh, the whole thing is joy. He's writing from a prison cell and uh, heading towards Caesar, and as far as we know, uh, getting his head taken from his shoulders. And he's writing this letter, and he's got all this joy. And uh, so last week, we sort of looked at that, and we're calling this series, um, Boo Hoo Ha Ha Ha. If you weren't here last week, it's based on something really nasty that I used to do to my sister. Uh, just we used to tell her that our dog was dead and uh, she would cry and then we'd say no we're just joking and she'd laugh and we'd just sort of keep doing that as long as we could I know it's terrible I was young my brother coaxed me into it it's a horrible thing but but the point of last week was that um, our emotional state our way of being is determined by what we believe the filter we look through right? And Paul's filter in Philippians is Christ, it's the gospel, his whole filter, everything is looked through that. Uh, and, and he goes, um, it'd be okay if I die, because I'd be with Christ. So he's happy with death, because he understands where he's going. So he's looking at it through the gospel. And then he goes, but it's also okay for me to stay, because that means uh, I can share the gospel with you, and that's also good. And so this mentality is all through Philippians. If you get a chance to read through it, um, it's, that was all about what are, we, what are we looking through? Are we looking through Christ? Are we looking through filters that are actually true and right and good? Uh, or are we looking through filters, in this case, my sister? It was a lie. Um, and it was harsh, and I've asked for forgiveness. Uh, but this week, we start going through Philippians, we don't get far because, like I say, you sort of uh, want a short message. But he starts off in Philippians. It's interesting, if you do have a Bible, um, he starts off with this, this greeting, which is pretty standard. Paul normally does a greeting. And um, it's different in that normally he says, Paul, an apostle. Uh, this time he doesn't. He says, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ. Uh, he doesn't have to stamp his authority on this church, they love him and he loves them. It's kind of like, I don't have to come with a stick. Most of the churches, he came with a stick. <laughs> it's like, get your act together for crying out loud. You shouldn't be doing this or you should be doing that. Or here, he's just going, hey, friends, I'm here to serve. And he's not stamping his authority on this. Obviously, he has some authority in relationship with them. To all the saints in Christ who are at Philippi, and he might be writing this to us. I, I think you can change that. To all the saints at Dalkeith Road, and the overseers, so any CLT members here, <laughs> and the deacons, which basically meant anyone who was serving. So if you're a serving person, if you're a saint, if you're one of the CLTs, covered all the bases. Thank you, Paul. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. I think if you understand grace, then peace comes. You know, if you've got a grasp of grace, then the peace comes. And so this sense of grace and peace is kind of the two go together. You experience peace when you understand grace. So there's a very quick commentary on the first three verses. <clears throat> I'm going to read to the end of verse 5, and then I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, 
always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. The other day I came to the church office and uh, Tracy was there and she had organised for someone to come in and do a quote to do some cleaning at the church. And so uh, this guy walks in the door and Tracy introduces him. His name's Grant, believe it or not. So I was like, Grant, hey Grant, nice to meet you, Grant. And uh, the formalities are done and he goes, look, uh, anything you want done here, we can sort of help out with anything. We can, uh, <coughs> we can clean cobwebs because we've got all the right tools for that. And, um, you know, we can do some lawn and garden, uh, whatever. I've gone, that's nice. Under, underneath I'm going, of course you want work. Like, I know, it's cynical me. So I've gone, awesome, Grant, thanks very much. Just If you can just give us a, um, uh, you know, your hourly rate, that would be cool. We'll, and he goes, no, no. And what do you mean, no, no? No, no, uh, this is my gift. Uh, hang on a minute. Wh- what? You, he goes, yeah, I've, I've been blessed. Uh, God's blessed me and the business is going really well and this is just part of what we do uh, for churches or in different situations where we sort of feel like uh, I, can, I can do ministry this way. I'm not called to full-time ministry, but I can do it this way. I can come here and I can do stuff at your church. Um, and, I, and I know we shouldn't necessarily be surprised by these things, but I was surprised. I, I just about fell over backwards. And I've gone to Tracy, I've gone, Trace, um, you know, that's really amazing, that's really nice of him, and uh, we might get him to do some bits here and there, but don't let him do a quote for nothing for the church on a regular basis doing the cleaning. Uh, You know, a worker's worth his wage, right? Does everyone agree? A worker's worth his wage. So we're not going to take a quote from this guy that that is zero. I want to pay someone if they do the job, that's a good thing to do. And it's right. I got a text from Tracy later. He won't accept our payment. He's coming, or his, uh, his people are coming in on a Saturday evening. For those of you who have plans to come in on a Saturday evening to do stuff, there will be cleaners here. And they're doing it because they've been blessed. I came in this morning, and it's a long way from my house. So one of the first things you do is you go to the gents when you get here. And I've gone to the gents and the toilet paper. I have to tell you this because Lucinda and I were the first ones to go. You probably aren't going to notice. But the toilet paper had been folded like in a hotel room and sort of stamped, the, the, it's been stamped down. So you can sort of, Really? The, this, this, these people have gone to the next level, right? They're not just doing the cleaning. They're doing the cleaning. And every time I think of Grant and standing there with him as I was talking to him, every time I think of him, I thank God for him. Every time. I, I just go, oh, Grant, I, God, thank you for Grant. Bless his business. Bless his world. Bless his family, Lord. He's... What he's doing is such a wonderful thing for us. And he hasn't asked 
He doesn't know about where we're at or what we're doing. He doesn't know we've got money in the bank or he doesn't know. He's just doing it because he feels like that's what he should be doing. And so I'm thanking God for him. Thank you, Father, for Grant Corn. Just a shameless plug. His name's Grant Corn. I think it's called um, Clean Essence or something like that. His business. He'll do anything. Don't ask him to do it for free. <laughs> He's like all these people at Delkey Throat. Hey, <laughs> got some cobwebs need cleaning. <laughs> Lawn mode. What a wonderful thing. And I wonder, you know, Paul is writing to this church and he's saying that. I, every time I think of you, I thank God for you. And as I was reading, I'm going, wow, that's really nice. You know, Paul is an amazing guy. Because when I think of everyone, I don't thank God for them all. There are some people in my world that I'm thanking God when they're not around. Probably shouldn't have confessed that. You know, sometimes that happens though. There's people and they leave and you go, oh, thank God that's over. No? Oh, gee. No one here, of course. No one here, just to clarify. Only family, me- me- I mean, only. <laughs> but you understand the point. Paul is going, every time I think of you, I thank God for you. But what I realized, it's actually not because Paul is so awesome. It's not actually because Paul is so awesome. It's because of the things those people did for him, right? They did some things for him while he was planting the church at Philippi. They looked up, they were hospitable towards him while he was working. They fed him, they housed him, they looked after him, they blessed him. And so for him, it's actually not that hard. It's not hard for me. I'm not a good guy because I'm thankful for Grant. It's easy for me to be thankful for Grant. And as I thought about it, I thought, wow, there's so much there for us. What, what would it look like if we were intentionally being the kind of people that left any given situation being in the mindset of those, th- that group of people are going to thank God for me? You know what I mean? Like I'm intentionally being the kind of person that causes that person to give thanks to God for me. The idea for me. That uh, when I'm off over there, that this guy's over here going, oh, thank you, Father, for Grant. Bless him. Bless the church at Delkeith Road. Bless their families. Bless their ministry. Bless what they're doing. Why? Why would they be thinking that? Because we've gone out there thinking, wouldn't it be amazing to bless them? Wouldn't it be a good thing for for a church or, or an individual to actually be intentional about how are we? Here's a fantastic question. As individuals, you can go away to your workplace or to your family, to, your, to any place in your world and go, what am I going to do? Who am I going to be that's going to cause the person I'm interacting with to thank God for me? Yeah. Now, as a community, as a church on the corner, the same question applies. Who are we going to be within this community? that is going to cause this community to thank God for us. And people walk past Delkeith Road going, thank God for that church. Thank God for what they're doing in our community. Thank God for the care they're taking of our children. Thank God for what they're doing at the school. Thank God for the things they're doing in this community because it's changing our community. 
I just can't help but get excited about the possibilities. You know? What a wonderful thing. And he, and he says, and, and thank God for you with all joy praying for you. And, and that's that part where I can't help but going from thanksgiving to prayer. Thank you, God, for that person. I pray you will bless them. And the prayer is filled with joy. He goes on to say, for their being involved in the gospel right from the beginning. Right? That is, I thank God for you and pray joyfully because somehow you've been involved in the work of Christ right from the moment you heard the gospel. That's us. That's what we're doing as we go into our lives. And this is our life, but you know what I mean. We leave here. We take Christ with us. And the gospel goes with us. We're the hands and feet of Christ. And if we're being the hands and feet of Christ, the world should be going, thank you. <laughs> with joy. It does work both ways. I have another story. A young man got, gave his life to Christ <coughs> way back in my youth pastoring days. And, um, and God challenged him. There were some amazing things going on in his world. And, uh, and God challenged him just to put some things aside because he, he was believing. And this isn't everyone, don't just go, I've got to go and burn my uh, E.T. doll or whatever. He, he's... <laughs> He's gone, that, that's taking a massive priority in my life, and I, and I think I need to just tone it down a little. Uh, God is challenging him to, be, to put God first. And so there's things he's having to put second that have been first. So that makes sense, right? Lord, I want to follow you. So we follow him, and on the, on the way we realize we need to put some things aside. And so he's made a few decisions, which were tough, tough calls. I'm sitting there going, wow, this guy, I mean, he's just given his life to Christ, and he's going hard. And one of those calls, he had a Nissan Exa. It was a super cool car. It was worth a reasonable amount of money, but that's irrelevant. It was just a super cool car for a young man to be driving around in, right? You know, you know those sports car? Like a Nissan Exa. And he felt like God was encouraging him to give it to a young man who just got his license. So he got battled with that. And then he gave his car away. Right? He gave his car to this young guy who just got his license. And, and people were just like dumbfounded. Why would you do that? But at the same time, wow, that's amazing. And this young guy, what do you think he's doing? Thank you, God, for this guy. And I pray that you'd bless him. But what happened? All of a sudden, there's all these people. I go around to this guy's place. And there's these cars in his yard. And I'm going, what's going on? With oh. And he goes, oh, well, God's really blessed me. Uh, uh, you know, since I gave my car away, I've been given three cars. And I said, really? That's cool. Tell me more. He goes, yeah, well, this one doesn't work. And um, that one there uh, isn't registered and, and it's got a problem. And this one here. And I'm going, hang on a minute. Did you say people have blessed you? People have heard about what he's done and they've given you their junk. 
they've given you the thing they don't need anymore, the thing they don't want to fix, or the thing they can't be bothered getting a tow truck to bring and pay to take. Do you understand where I'm going? He's going, this isn't a blessing, this is a curse. He had to try and work out how to get rid of these cars. (laughs) Sometimes we have to think about the way we live towards others because we're, we're causing them to curse us. Are you, are you here? They're not thinking, oh, thank God for that person. They're thinking, God, oh, I wish that person hadn't. They? Now I have to. Have, have you been in that position where you're sort of wishing that that person hadn't done that because as much as it seemed like a good idea, it just wasn't? The church has, has done that throughout history. The church sits in that position in the, in the view of the world at the moment to a high degree. Uh, people have behaved in ways that have caused the world to curse the church. People from in the church, leadership from in the church. It's the exact opposite to what we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing. And so my encouragement, I don't want to get all, you know, somber, but I do want to get serious. My encouragement for us, and I believe we're doing it anyway, but this is just encouragement. Don't grow weary of doing well. Don't grow weary of doing well. You know, what I think is we can change the temperature, which is pretty cold towards the church at the moment. We can change the temperature by living towards people in a way that causes them to thank God for us to bless us with their words, to bless us with their prayers, rather than to curse us. We can be that people. We are. And I encourage you, let's continue to be a little bit intentional. How are we cooperating with Christ in seeing the blessing of God come to people around us, through us, and to them through this church? What a wonderful possibility to walk into, eh? Father, thank you that uh, you came into our world. Not considering the pain and the suffering and the difficulty of it, but the joy set before you. You came in uh, to bless us. And our response is to say thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for what you've done. Help us to be doing the same thing to go into places and spaces, into other people's worlds and be Christ. To bless them. That you ultimately would be glorified. We need your spirit to help us with this. And so we ask that your spirit would come. Lead us and guide us as uh, we go about our day, go about our week. Responding to you by being you in the world amen we're going to sing we are going to sing and then um, when we're finished I encourage you to join us for morning tea in the hall